One, two, three, four. Dead man's underpants. Oh, I'm wearing man. dead man's underpants. I'm wearing dead pants underpants. Something, something else. Something, something else. Dead man's underpants. Verse. In the arms of a gun's death deal. Stomach heavy, my legs I can't feel. I'm so excited for the big day plan tonight. Right, set, pray. Oh, no, not them. Fucking. Brexity fucking COVID deniers, I believe. They're too sexy for any level of sanity. Really? Oh yeah, Right Said Fred are complete Fruit Loops. They are absolute. They're, they're proper cookers. If you look at their um, their Twitter output, they have them and the plot have diverged. Well, one hit wonders. What are you going to do? Yeah, justice for Millie Vanilli. What did they beat Millie Vanilli for? Oh, it's just like Millie Vanilli also one hit wonders, and and you know, one of them made a sad end to his own hand. So I thought, you know, the thing is that Millie Vanilli did something that that would not bat a no one would bat a fucking eyelid about in in two thousand, let alone twenty ten or twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you know it was just incredibly grim. Anyway, enough about music. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about the fucking. Yes. Here's a story that I, I wanted to talk about last week, but I forgot. Mm. You have had a long exposure over many decades to hip hop. Yes. Why aren't you a criminal? Why aren't you? <laughs> why aren't you running guns? I know what this why aren't you about. the head of the Comancheros? You have failed in your duty. You have not achieved what you could have achieved. I'm very disappointed in you that you haven't ended up with your own underbelly series because clearly, according to the New South Wales cops, listening to hip-hop leads you to a life of crime. I, I sent this story to my uh, one of my Queensland cop mates because I've got a few Queensland cop mates. Yeah, and he's would. just like, those fucking people in New South Wales have lost the fucking plot. <laughs> What? It's it's not 1950, mate. Like, well, that was the most fucking footloose energy I've ever seen in my life. That was literally felt like the plot from you know, it's trying to, they're trying to burn dancing. The, the 1986 typical energy that bled out of that was just. The, and then they they tried to say like a day or two later. Oh no no, that was just a suggestion. I'm like yeah yeah like like, like the fucking it's just a serving yeah, suggestion. Sh- like the, the picture on the box of salada biscuits that has the tomato with the cheese and the fucking rocket. Jesus Christ, mate. Did you not workshop this in front of any human being under the age of 90? (laughs) It's one of those headlines where you look at it and you go, hang on, let me click the link. Is this from The Shovel? Yeah. Is this a Batuta story? Is this trying to be funny? Yeah. And it's like, no, no. No. No, this is actually New South Wales. It it wasn't the cunt in the hat from Batuta. It was the cunt from fucking Central Police Station who was being ludicrous. Just ludicrous. And given that, you know, you and I have have picked albums of the year that have been hip-hop over the years, I thought, you know, as yes. public enemy number one, as you know, cl- you know, criminals against society, we should probably comment on this before it completely disappears. Because well, I live in, I live in the refined postcode of of Lower Tambourine, mate. So you know, no crime here. Not like that up at Bean Lane. I think you've been lying um, to me. <laughs> just it's over the bridge. Postcode wars. Just. Just over the bridge. Yes, there's, there's a real, um, there's a real Springfield Shelbyville fucking energy to that too. Okay, friends or Rob, I, 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 I I'm not I a very good band. Posted the, the look inside in Japanese. I posted the uh, the 
the Ron Seal gift today because that is exactly how it felt to me. However, I will bow to someone who understands the various nuances of parental rob. Well, I think I feel like you, that's the most parental rob experience. It's definitely a late a late career parental rob experience, but that's the parental rob experience. Nineteen songs in thirty two minutes. No idea was said no to. But at least, at least with uh, unlike with Muse, the idea is that if you don't like the idea, it'll go away and there'll be a new one very soon. Um, I mean, they still yeah. they still sound yeah, like friends of Rob. No, there's no extended soloing. That's for well, sure. Well, there is. There is because I mean, Hurricane Lindsay McDougall, as I, he was sarcastically referred to by uh, the, the bass player they had three bass players ago, um, is still arguably Australia's living greatest living axe man if you don't count David Foster. He 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 still solos relentlessly and can do the metal shit. He can do the the, the fucking pop stuff. He can do the hard. He can he can do all the shit. Um, as as he's probably de- demonstrated on his ABC Radio gig, where he often sort of makes shit up and does you know mashups and all kinds of shit like that. Um, which has always kind of felt very odd to have like a, a Stevie Vai style guitarist in a in a dirty punk bo- rock band that just sings about. You know, being drunk cunts from Newtown. And speaking of singing, somebody must have broken Jay Wally's nose about 47 times because he sounds like he's singing with a peg on his nose. But even even with all that said, it is actually, as somebody who's always been a huge fan of Friends of Rom since, since the late 90s, that it's a great relief to me that this album is inherently pretty good, even grading on the curve of late career legacy acts. Uh, and you kind of have to do that because these guys have released about as, about as many albums in the last 15 years as ACDC have. They have def- they put the the, the 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 fucking cue very much in the rack. Um, so it's 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 kind of it's um, it's a bit like old friends you see occasionally on Facebook that you don't not really in contact very much with, but occasionally you just feel like you need to check in and see what they're up to, and, and it makes you feel good to know that they're that they're doing okay. That you know that they're, they're still kicking on. They haven't got weird diseases. They haven't gone full fash. They're not voting for Pauline Hanson. Um, you know, they're not posting... They're not right, Zed Fred. Mark Latham diatribes on Twitter about bum sex. I don't know what that was about, but that, that was not very good. Um, the, the, and it's just nice to know that they're going all right because because uh, they're important to us. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a pre- it's, a good, it's a pretty good to good album. It's probably one of the most coherent albums for a long time because as I said last week the, the, the fucking um, late career stuff has been a little bit up and down but this was pretty consistent the, the back ha- the first half is really good the, then they get into a bit more kind of grim subject matter like you know fucking friends dying and domestic violence and bushfires and Nazis and stuff and that part sort of drags a little bit but um, they finish it off with a decent ending but they're pretty good this is this is a solid seven and a half eight out of ten album uh, on, on the parental scale you can talk now. So I, I got three tracks in and I went, I have absolutely no idea if this is any good. No fucking idea. I just have no context whether this is any good. But I can tell these guys are having shitloads of fun doing it. Like it just, uh, uh, it, it, I don't know whether it came through for you, but it just felt like they were really enjoying making and playing this album. Yeah. They, they put a the lot sort of into vibe it. That I got. They put a lot of little, and it's it's yeah. it's always fun with a lot of these songs. They always put a little bit of extra on it, a little bit of extra sauce. 
Like whether it's an extra harmony or a, a, a little extra little blip of a ridiculous solo that they've, they've stuck in there just to play with it. There's clearly, it's, it's, even though, you know, the subject material gets a bit grim, you know, sort of in, in the third quarter. Um, it, it is, uh, they are having fun and it is inter- largely a fun album, even though they are deeply sarcastic and bitter group of men. <laughs> but they do, there are actually some really nice, there's some songs, in it, some songs about, um, you know, about male friendship and about, you know, the changing nature of, of friendship through the ages and, you know, people who, you know, there's one story, one of the, one of the sadder songs, I suppose, is about a, an estranged friend who they, you could only kind of make up with when he was, you know, on his deathbed and that sort of stuff. You don't expect that from a snot nosed fucking punk band, um, that used to sing songs about drinking goon and getting in pub fights, which of course there are plenty of in this as well. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah. Good album. Uh, I don't, I don't, it's, it's not a great album, but it's a good album, and, and that's nice. And that gives them an excuse to go out and be an extremely good live act well, because uh, that's what they are. They're a fucking brilliant live act, and they will play, and what, 20% at, of this album. At this stage of their career, a good album is probably a great album, right? Like, considering the track record of exactly. some of the bands uh, in that sort of stage of their career. Well, I think you think back and think, oh, well, Lin- Lindsay's the new guitarist. He joined in 1997. So that's twenty five years plus. He's been the guitarist for Friends of Rob. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we keep going, Legacy Acts, and talk sure. about Mud Honey? Yes, Mud Honey, who are actually oh, touring have- as we speak. I believe they're on. They're in southeast Queensland and northern oh, New South really? Wales uh, this weekend. As we record, it'll be it'll be just past as this episode drops. Oh, uh, is, Pioneers of Sub Pop. That, that the. Oh, okay. That's so. That's not the. What's, what was the big metal sort of festival that used to kick around? It's no, some- no, no, no. This is standalone. This is they just headline. I think they were doing like the Cooley Hotel oh, okay. and and the Great Northern and you know that kind of circuit, big pub venues but not stadia kind of stuff, which it kind of fits for Mud Honey. I mean, they were sort of a bit earlier and a bit they were, they were hipsters grunge band if you like, you know, because they were a bit too early. Um, um, so I suppose the question with a legacy act is you kind of have to ask yourself, is like, does this work now and does this work then, if you like? Like, does this work as an album in 2023 and does this work as an album in the context of the back history of the act? I don't think the answer to both of those questions is no. Um, <laughs> well, I got three tracks into this album and went, oh, I'm going to go listen to the Judgment Night soundtrack because that's the mud honey I remember and enjoy. Yeah, because they did they do the Run DMC joint on that, which is actually I, yeah. I, I also spent a bit of time. I, I had a run through the the, the Judgment Night album um, soundtrack, and it is interesting how all those a lot of those tracks, the band got to bring basically their sound to the track, and then the rap yep. the rap artist did that because the, the track that they do with um, was it Dan, Run DMC or whoever they did it with, it was a very mud honey kind of riff um, yeah the, the sound is instantly recognisable yeah. as Mud Honey like the, uh, 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 so, so much so that just listening to this sort of poor oh, I don't know it was poor like it, this watered down version of Mud Honey uh, uh, um, immediately brought me back to that Judgment Night soundtrack you know and ma- it's more like it's more like slurry honey sort of backwash honey what, what's, le- what's left on the road after you hose the mud off your truck kind of honey you know, it reminded me a bit of that. Um, no, Sir Mixalot, Mud Honey, and Sir Mixalot. That's right. It was Sir Mixalot. He was singing. They had this kind of grim riff, and he's singing basically putting them titties on the glass kind of shit, which um, is something he always yeah. he was always a big fan of of uh, big butts and putting them titties on the glass, which 
It was extremely odd. But this album reminded me of some of those other t- um, terrible Generation X Legacy Act comeback albums. Like, um, oh, there was one that was a, a, an alleged supergroup between one of them from Slater Kinney and one of them from R.E.M. Oh, it was like Fast Friends or Famous Friends or something. And it was full of... And it, it was the one where I had a massive rant about Generation X isn't allowed to do protest music because you were there at the time and you could have stopped this from happening. Uh, but it does feel like that because there's songs about, you know, cascades of crap and flush the fa- fascists and severed dr- dreams in the sleeper cell and humans stop ca- capital and crimey and atmospheric river because atmospheric rivers are the, the Californian term for when it rains a lot. Um, yeah, it, there isn't a lot of joy or, or bounce in this. There's one or two really good tracks. Move Under's pretty good. Almost everything's decent. But um, I would say that it doesn't capture the the joy and the energy of their early stuff. But I went back and listened to their early stuff and it was shit too. So I don't really know why these guys were ever relevant. <laughs> I mean, it was fine, I, but I it was- just, I just, I don't like that spoken singing style. Like, or it almost sounds like they're half reciting beat poetry over some Yeah, riffs. kind of Tom Waitsy, I think it uh, is. Yeah, I definitely do not like Tom Waits, so- that that tracks. That's that's the policy of this um, podcast. Tom waits for no man. Yep. I think I found the title. The Book of Broken Glass. Uh, I'm not sure whether I like this album or not. I cannot decide. I, I, I like so cabaret rock, right? I saw. I, I finally figured out where. <laughs> that I was the thing. I looked it up and said, "Okay, what's the genre?" It's like cabaret rock, and I'm like. Literally, my first note before I listened to the album was, Cabaret Rock? What the fuck is Cabaret Rock? And then I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, like a whole bunch of annoying theatre kids doing a musical for a, like, <laughs> a movie that doesn't exist. Yes. Yeah. It's like Evanescence without um, the loud bits. There's a much there's a much better version of this, which would probably be more called Swing, which is... Royal Crown Review, who did yeah. some songs oh, no, that's, that's, Mask soundtrack. That's much and- more consistent, though, and that was part of that swing that swing revival of the early aughts. Revival, yeah. yeah. But it, th- that's what I was sort of. I was listening to a few tracks. I'm like, oh, what does this? What does this make me? Because sometimes when I hear an album that I'm not sure whether it's good, I'm like, what? What does this make me want to listen to? You know, what's living color? What, what is it in there that I'm? Ah, oh, yeah, that's not a bad comment. For me, either. it was living color because it was like a, a white. A white Georgia version of Living Colour. They were trying a lot of stuff, but they yeah. were too white. It was a little bit too mayonnaise to actually pull it off. <laughs> they, they didn't have the funk yeah, and soul shots to be a... able to do the thing they wanted, so it just ended up like show tunes. Yes, it was a bit show tunesy, wasn't it? It did have a real rock. It was just weird emo theatre kid histrionics. It was a bit like, you know, some of those emo bands that neither of us ever listened to, like a Fallout Boy or some of those other cunts from the 2000s who nobody listened to of our generation. It did have big Rocker Stedford vibes. Yes. That's true. It felt like they were projecting to the back of the room because that's where their parents were sitting. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't I didn't put this on this long list. I sort of wanted no. to talk it out with you, and I'm really glad that I did this. This is like a good therapy but session. The weirdest thing was that... so the, much happier what, about not... What was the weirdest cameo? Was it Chumbawamba? When I saw Chumbawamba, we're a, fe- we're a featured player on one of the tracks, I thought... This has been done for effect. This is like all, you know, the Shrek, you know, the that, you know, all star from the Shrek movie being in all those memes. It's not done because you like the song. It's done because this is a meme. Basically, this is like meme culture brought to life in a musical term. Um, but yeah, this is 
this is a this is a musical looking for for a Broadway to be off because it is definitely not on Broadway. And they're, they're incredibly competent at playing, but I don't think they have any idea I what they're I doing. I think I these guys because they haven't been around for a while. So do, does their dad know Chumbawamba? Like, where does that come from? Why, why does my 13-year-old son know MC Hammer and Shrek, the Shrek's um, theme song? Just because yeah. this stuff ends up in, oh, that's TikTok music. Like, okay. Sure it is, son. Yes, that, it was written for TikTok. Sure. <laughs> it was written waiting for TikTok. <laughs> 30 years ago. Uh, all right. What are you going to pick that is new? Um, I'm going to pick a band called the Black Delta Movement, who are from England, and this has members of another band called Little Barry in it. Now, why that's relevant is these guys were pioneers cutting edge of kind of the psychedelic jazz rock scene so they write psych rock grooves with kind of a jazz feel to them and it's it's all very it's quite cool um and their album has just dropped today so uh i would like to pick that album which i think is called something i haven't looked up no and <laughs> fucking piss oh for Great cunting podcasting. sorry none of this will make the edit i could just edit out the bit where i say you know and, and the album is called but i won't and the album is called Recovery Effects. I like it when you like obvious, when you just obviously paste, you know, voiceover into it. And the album is called This. I couldn't be fucking bothered looking it up, so fuck you. You can just leave it on the fucking list. That's it. Bye bye. Well, let's go. Let's go for a blackout. I am also. I am going to go for an album by Black Thought and the L. Michaels Affair called Glorious Game. The Al Michaels Affair? L. L. Michaels Affair? I'm not, sure. Uh, not Al Michaels, as in the, the old American uh, <laughs> NFL commentator. <laughs> no, I'm sure we've done an L. Michaels album. Like, they're an instrumental soul uh, group. They, they, No, we've done someone someone with them, someone else with them. What what album did we do that, with, that had them? Mm. This is Black Thought. From the Roots. And also from that uh, indifferent album that he did with Old Mate last year. Mm-hmm. Said, That's uh, the one. Donga Mouse. Yeah. And I'll Danger just Mouse. say Black Thought and Al Michaels because I'll know what I look for. I'm, I'm sure we've done an Al Michaels with someone album, but I cannot see something that grabs me. So there you go. Uh, yeah. So let's go with that. What about a yoker? Have you got anything that grabs you? Well, I would have thought you were obliged to pick uh, Bass Drum of Death's album as the Joker, given the. Oh, yeah, let's do we, that. We need to get <laughs> this off the that. fucking just, ledger. Just for the laughs. <laughs> this is less a ledger, uh, less a Joker, and more a, um, a Get Square. Because we've been waiting for this album to drop since fucking February. And uh, it's finally the, got the, an Australian distributor, ab- Australian New Zealand distributor. There was an Avellino album that I was tempted to pick as a Joker and I listened to a couple of tracks and was no longer tempted, so that was good. Yeah, Avellino. Uh, and, of course, we can't pick any. very happy that Little Sims is playing, playing Splendor and I have no desire to see any of the other bands at Splendor, so I, I'm not tempted. To well, go. anyway, the cops will arrest her anyway for doing hip-hops. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, how does that work? How does Splendor even get off the ground in New South Wales? Oh, uh, because you know, I thought that, that they did because the, gang the, violence. Oh, well, far too many white people up there to be worried about that sort of stuff. 
the only reason that they're worried about it for the Royalists to show is that it's it's Lebanese and Greek and and other uh, other kids who aren't aren't pristine albino Anglo kids, uh, and that's the entire reason that it's an issue. But you know that. Ah, uh, the New South Wales police never change. Um, oh, yeah, the Queensland police have, have an unblemished record of glorious fucking genius and, and uh, <laughs> uh, sensitivity and uncorruptible. And, you know, you certainly would absolutely trust one yeah. of a former Queensland cop to be the uh, the leader of the, the, the government. Of the nation. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Saying no to uh, things. Yeah, I don't know if I... Don't like if I like even being in a dark room with that guy. So I would, as long as I have a shield. Uh, that's probably, probably not making the edit either. <laughs> no, you might. This is probably. I can't afford to come, to come back to Australia anyway. So the fact that I, you know, I'd, I'd like to see if, <laughs> if we can right. make Peter Dutton's head look like a golf ball is totally irrelevant. Uh, and on that note, um, before someone starts rapping on my front door, shall we uh, wind it up? <laughs> well, you don't want anybody rapping on your front door because that attracts criminals. No, I'll get arrested. Yes. <laughs> but it is be so out of here. See? I like to rap and rap and wait. Come this way, sir. Oh, my God. I'm going to have that in my head all week. <laughs> Well, that was the after. Oh, no, it's not called the after dark, isn't it? I There's mean, it tripping can balls be. now. Man, that's cool. It's called the after NBA. It was called tripping balls. I was ducking. It was Bezo. Yeah. And um, if you haven't heard from us, it's because we've been locked up for having listened to Bob Villain and M- MF Doom Too in the last you know, two years. Good night to you. Uh, I catch it on the flip side. Cheers. I know that's a hackneyed story. I know it's, it's been out funny. for like two weeks. It's still funny oh, but because it's, it's so fucking ridiculous. It's still fucking hilarious. It's like, how could you be doing this in 2023? I, I, how did nobody tell you not to do this? At what point did you think this was I, a good idea? Like, do you not know anybody who's not as old and washed as you? I mean, he's a cop. He must be, what, 50, 60? They had hip-hop when he was young. But wasn't that? Wasn't that like a press release, though? That was an actual press release. I thought release. it was a so stand-up. I thought it was con- like a stand-up, like, fucking, you know, official ah. press conference. And he, he wasn't answering questions and on the run and panicking. It was his statement. It was his kind of address to things. Like, yeah, that's, that's what, what I mean. Like, do, other, people you know? had see- uh, other people had seen that idea and not told him that that was a really dumb idea. That like even Triple M plays Hilltop Woods now, right? Yeah. Now he might be talking about fucking uh, hard out drill where they talk about fuck the police that I've been you know the, the worst of fucking yeah you know knife crime London kind of stuff. But even so, it's just tunes. It's just music, man. It doesn't make anybody do anything. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's this kind Maybe. of it's the same as the Satanic Panic stuff of the eighties where they were claiming that you know name any heavy metal band was the reason that somebody. You know, killed their parents. That that's what makes it so funny, right? Is this shit has been parodied for like when was that? Forty parent, years. Parent group in the US that was. This has been yeah. going for forty to fifty years. This same shit. It's just how are we here again? And then again, you think, well, everything is coming back around again. We have a new Soviet Union, and you know all the rest of it. We have a new Cold War. <sighs> it's good times. Great. Fun times. All right, Doc, I will flick this up for you now. Cheers. I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.
Stop it!